There, there are about eight or nine different things from Scripture that we can apply to help us in our tongue. And when, and when I say help us in our tongue, let's just be honest, to help us in controlling what we say. Or help us in the lack of control of what we say. Amen? So James chapter 3, let's read the first 12 verses again. And then we'll look at the tongue for about 25 minutes or so, and then we'll get ready for our business meeting. My brethren, be not many masters. In other words, don't, don't, don't many of you be teachers because know this, that those teachers will receive the greater condemnation. So verse 1, my brethren, be not many masters, a little bit loud, Stevie, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put, now he gives illustration, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, they be so big, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member. Just like the bit bridle in a horse's mouth. Just like the, the what do they call it? The, um, what's that thing on the ship that turns them about? The rudder, thank you. I knew it was there somewhere. Just like the rudder is small but controls that big ship, our tongue is a very small thing. It's a small member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter, how great a matter a little fire kindles. In other words, behold how big trouble that little tongue can create. And the tongue is a fire in a world of iniquity. And so is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell for every kind of beasts, birds, serpents, Things that are in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. Y'all have to underline that. But the tongue, Steve cannot tame. But the tongue, Ojo cannot tame. It's good to see Lisa. She's not feeling well this morning, so pray, spray debt tall around her. No, don't do that. She's not feeling well, but she's still here this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you're traveling on Wednesday? Her and Angelo, uh, I know, pray, pray for her and Angelo, but especially pray for Jojo. He's going <laughs> to, amen, he's going to be a bachelor for a month. And so uh, pray that he will not waste away. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, and so is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature as it's set on fire of hell. And all those things are able to be tamed, but the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. And with it we bless God and the Father, and we curse man, which are made after the image of God. And out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, when I read that, my brethren part, I read it like this. My dear fellow Christians... These things ought not so to be done. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? 
or of vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. As a Christian, our tongue, our speaking, should not be should not be in two different parts. It shouldn't be cursing and blessing. It should just be good. But the thing is that the Bible there says, though, nobody can tame the tongue. Everybody in this room, you and I, all have the same problem. We can't keep our tongue or what we say under control, right? Have you ever said anything that you shouldn't have said? Amen. Have you ever said anything that after you said it, you said, why in the world did I say it? Okay. Have you said anything where after you said it, you regretted it? Okay. All of us have. And, and you know, we should have just left our hand. We struggle with the tongue. Okay. Um, all of us do. I do. Lisa does. My kids struggle with the tongue. The problem is really when we don't struggle when we stop fighting against it. You know, when we stop, you know, fighting against the impulses to say the things that just want to flow out of our mouth. When I first got married to Lisa, the joke, and it's not really a joke, but it was a joke. The joke was, what comes in Steve's brain comes out Steve's mouth. I, I didn't have, I think I didn't have that inhibitor that, that is in between the brain and the tongue that stops you, Chaz, from, from saying the things that you, you shouldn't say. And, and it goes back to Scripture. No man can tame the tongue. We just simply cannot tame our tongue, control what we say in, in, a, in and of ourselves. But we get a challenge from the Scripture. Look at verse 2 in, in, our, in James 3. Here's a challenge. If any man does not offend in word, the same is a perfect man. If you go in your life and you don't offend people with what you say, you're a perfect man. You're, you're right and, and able also to bridle the whole body. And here's the challenge. We can't do that, can we? As, as much as, and I'll pick on her because she's sitting up front. As much as I respect Corey's Christian life and walk, I, I know, she goes, don't do this. I am sure that there have been times at work or at home that you've lost it and you've not said the right things. You, instead of being edifying, you've, been, you, you've said something to tear down. Or, it's just because we all have, haven't we, Corey? And it's just the way it is. The challenge is this. I want to be that complete man. I want to be that perfect man. I want to be that person who can control the whole body. But I can't, can I? No, not by myself. The Bible says in our text again that the tongue is a powerful force. We put bridles and bits in horses' mouths so that we can turn them this way and that way and make them go forward and backwards, stop and all that stuff. We take massive ships and we put a rudder in them so that we can control the course of that ship and go turn it this way or turn it that way. And the tongue is a little member, yet boasts great things. That tongue controls this, does it not? That tongue at times seems like it's on autopilot and it just speaks out what it wants to say. I've seen people that 
seemingly have no bridle whatsoever on their tongue. And you know what? When you find a person like that, that does not have a bridle, doesn't have that tongue under control, you know what you will find? You will find that there are other things in their life that are not under control. A person that does not have their tongue under control, I always see them as someone that is easy to be taken by the control of other things. Okay, you, you don't have your tongue under control. You can be easily given to appetites. A person like that that can't control their tongue will not exercise effort in, con in controlling the other things in their life. Do I make sense? You, you know, and, and that's kind of what the Bible says. And also, is an uncontrolled tongue will burn things up and destroy things especially homes, relationships, communing together. You know, when we do not watch our tongue, when we get angry and our tongue just sets off out of control, it will destroy things. You know what? I'm not afraid so much of what I will do with my body. I fear more of what I will do with my tongue. Preaching. You, unless you've ever spoken in the place of teaching God's Word, I don't think you'll really understand the weight of what there is into speaking God's Word. I often pray, Lord, do not let me utter anything that is not of Your Word. Because you know what? When you speak as much as I do, there is the chance that you might say something off. Amen? And I, I remember when I was an early young preacher, and, and I really wasn't taught expository teaching. I wasn't taught deep hermeneutics. I, I was honestly taught, and this is how I began preaching as a, as a young man. I'd get one verse and just preach off that one verse. And usually I would take a three-by-five card, t jot down a few, few thoughts, and I could preach 30, 40 minutes just on that. And a lot of it was just stuff that I was regurgitating from my background. Do you understand what I'm saying? I could take a verse and preach about soul winning, about women not wearing trousers, about not listening to music that has drums in it. I mean, I, it wouldn't matter what kind of scriptures. It could always go back to that kind of stuff. And that comes from not properly expounding God's Word and studying God's Word. What does it have to do with the tongue? My biggest fear is that my tongue will not be limited by God's word, because it needs to be limited by it needs to be controlled by God's word. That my tongue would just go off on its emotions. You've spoken before, haven't you, Chaz? Have you ever? I don't know if you've ever felt this, but when I was a young preacher boy, as they would call them, sometimes you could get caught up in the emotions of the preaching part of it and say stuff that was stupid. Do you understand what I'm saying? No man can tame the tongue. Only God can tame the tongue. And the truth is, it must be controlled. You and I must have a controlled tongue. Why? Because the tongue is a powerful force, and because there are forces upon the tongue, and so therefore, because of those forces outside things on the tongue, we must have a strong control over our speech. 
And if, the, if not the tongue, if we don't have control over it, it will be in control of us. And therefore, it will not be under control. And a tongue that is not under control is destructive. You follow me? So here's the question. How do we control our tongue? How do we do it? The Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But let proceed out of your mouth what is good and necessary for edification. Right? That it may be that it may impart grace to the hearers. The Bible tells us that we ought not to let any corrupt word come out of our mouth. So, since we know we cannot tame the tongue, and since I know that if I don't do certain specific things, I will cut loose with my tongue. And guess what? It's not towards you that I have to so worry about my tongue. Because I'm on my P's and Q's when I'm around you, aren't I? Just like you are around me. We are on our best behavior. So nine times out of ten, around us, around certain groups, you will really work hard at it. Do you know what? Where, where we really have to be conscious of our tongue? With our family? with our closer friends, with people that we're comfortable with. Because you know what I find myself? My biggest people that, that can be offended by my tongue is number one, Lisa, my wife. Because I would have more of a tendency to not watch what I say to her. And then to my kids. And guess what? Their biggest issue is them to me or them to Lisa. My kids, they're great around you guys, but not always great around us. And I'm great around you, but I'm not always great around my family. So I need to understand how do I control my tongue? Because God doesn't want us to control our tongue around some and not others. So how do we do that? Here, I'm just going to give you a list of a couple of things. Many of it you already know. Because let, let's give the bottom line. The only way our, you and I are going to control our tongue is if we are under the control of the Holy Spirit. If we are under God's control. If we are under the control of the Word. That's the only way it's going to be done. So, so you know what? How do we control our tongue? Number one, we need to rely on God's strength to enable us to control our tongue when given the opportunity to spout off. I forget who it was. It might have been Corey or someone. Re- Don't worry, it's okay. Someone recently told me something. You know, I was in a situation at work and I had to bite my tongue. You ever had to be in a place to bite your tongue? Listen, this is what God will help us to do. To bite our tongue means to control, not to allow our tongue say the things that it wants to say. Because don't you ever get like me? You get mad. You get upset. You get spiritually a little dry. Things aren't going the way you want them to go. And you just, it will feel good just to yell at somebody what you feel and think. You ever get like that? You know, I do it. You know where I do it? I do it in the car. People cut me off. And I, yay, you moron! Great example to my kids, you know. My wife has said to me, honey, great example. Oh. And then when you hear Micah, yeah, moron! 
awful, you know? Number one way to control your tongue, we need to rely on God's strength to aid us. That's the whole Christian life, isn't it? Human effort alone will not control the tongue. Because the Bible says the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly, uncontrollable evil full of deadly poison. And only by God's grace in our life can we seek to control our speech. You know, just like in everything else in the Christian life, nothing happens in our own strength. It all has to be done relying on God's power and grace. Moses, God says, go, go tell them and that you're here to rescue them. But I can't talk. I can't do speech. And ultimately, God said, you know what? I'll provide for you. I'll give you Aaron, and I will enable you. And, and, and it, 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 I'm using that to illustrate that Moses couldn't do it, but God could enable him to do it the way God wanted him to do it. We've got to rely on the Lord's strength. The Bible says, and again, this is a little bit out of context. It doesn't really have to do with the tongue. But it does say in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Paul was specifically talking, and now I'm not going to get to all nine things today, but Paul was specifically talking about he was able to be content with the meager things that he had. You know, He could be content in his life with a small amount of money or a big amount of money or, or a nice place or not a nice place, living in a tent or living outside. I, and how he did it was, is I can do all, through, all things through Jesus Christ. The only way we're going to tame our tongue is through a viable walking relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know why? Because when we're saved and we're walking in His Spirit and He's abiding in us and there's that power flowing, that's the only way we can control what we have to say and what we say. You, you know, and, and I don't know about you, there are times, you know, I'm sitting and having my devotions and I'm, I'm you know, great devotions. Got a lot from the Word. Great prayer time. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, I'm yelling. Any ever, ever, anybody ever be like that? I'm like, Lord, I just yelled at one of my kids. Lost control of my tongue. Said something I shouldn't have said. You know, Lord, why did that happen? Because you know what? It's not taking some spiritual 20 Ps and putting it into a machine, and then you get out this result. It's constant abiding in the strength of the Lord at all times. It's like praying without ceasing. You, you can't pray with your head bowed and your eye closed all the time, can you? You can't drive a car that way. You certainly can't drive a motorcycle that way. But you know what? You can have the presence of thought that God is always there, that there's always a yieldedness to His Spirit. And, and I find myself, I'm sure you're like this as well, that out of the blue, you're just popping things up to the Lord. You know, sometimes I talk to Him and I'm not asking Him a thing. I'm just talking to Him. You, you ever do that kind of thing? With our tongue, we need to be ever, always walking in the strength and in the power of our Christian life through the Holy Spirit. That takes effort. Amen? But that's the number one way in which we are going to be able to control something 
that we actually cannot control. It's only by His grace that we can do that. Number two. Now, some of these points are not my original thoughts. Okay? I've searched and I've done some research and there is a, there is a Christian organization called, called Biblical, Institute, Biblical Institute of Research or something. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I've, I've used it many, many times. And much of what I'm saying to you this morning comes from some of their products and some of their research. So number two, and when I, when I looked at this, it really hit me. Number one is we need to walk in God's strength. Number two, dedicate your heart and tongue to the Lord each day. Think about that. Dedicate your heart and tongue to the Lord each day. A few weeks ago, a month ago, Andrew was teaching or doing something, and he said this thought. He said, every day, you should swing out of bed. I'm paraphrasing my, what you said, but swing out of bed, sit up, and say, Lord, search my heart. Before I start this day, search my heart to see if there's any iniquity in it, if there's any sin in me. What is he saying? He's saying, you begin the day by dedicating your heart to the Lord. Lord, it's your heart. You look into me. God, if there's something in my life, show it to me and I will confess it because I don't want to start the day not surrendered or committed to you. The same way with our tongue. We face Every single day, new circumstances, new situations, you will have many different conversations every day. What we need to do is we need to regularly acknowledge our need by, by dedicating our heart and tongue to the Lord so that we acknowledge our need for discernment and God's grace to help us to remain conscious of what we say. The problem with our tongue is we don't actually remain conscious of what we say. Sometimes we just speak without thinking about what we say. Amen? Anybody like that? And we just say, it just comes out and you catch it. What did I just say? Why did I say that? You know? The Christian life is a life of surrender. I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Sacrifice. Sacrifice to God. So we, number two is we should dedicate our heart and tongue to the Lord each day. The Bible says in Psalm 19, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be what? acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. That's a fantastic verse, is it not? You know, oftentimes, you know, many of us will get up in the day and say, Lord, you know, guide me today, look in my heart. But do we often pray? I'm sure some of us do. You do. Do we often pray, Lord, guard what I say today? Watch what I say today to my family? to my kids, to my wife, to my friends, to the people I'm around, Lord, even to strangers. Could you imagine one off word, one off statement to a stranger? Man, that could change their eternity. 
Let's honestly think about it. Because you and I don't live for earthly things. We live for eternal things. We're just passing through. We're, a pilgrim in, a, we're on a pilgrimage. We're, we're a pilgrim in this world. We're not here to work or to make money or to get a house or cars or ride motorbikes. We're here to honor God with our life. And, and so in, in the midst of all that, the Lord allows us to go to Israel. Amen? The Lord allows us to ride a motorbike. The Lord allows us to do the things that bring us joy in our, in our life. The Lord allows us to do those things, but that's not our mission. Our mission is to be salt and light. So think about it. If we are to dedicate our words and our heart to God, and, we're not, and we don't do it, and we say something to someone, I mean, that could affect their eternity. Get mad. I think about this all the time when someone cuts me off and I would go, Hey, you moron! I wonder... Who sees me doing that? Do you know, I walk up and down the street and I'll go home and get an email. Hey, Pastor, I saw you in Chiswick today walking by Tesco's or something. And you know, I thought, oh, I hope I wasn't yelling at a kid. (laughs) Do you follow me? We dedicate our mouth to the Lord so that it can be used for God's glory in that day. Psalm 19, man, what a powerful scripture. Let the words of my mouth and what I think in my heart be acceptable, be pleasing to you. Number three. Kind of follows along with what we've already said. Relying on God's strength. Because it's only God in us. It's only Christ in us. That that will control what we say ultimately. And we need to give our Lord our heart, our tongue, our mind, everything. Dedicate it to Him. But there's a third thing. We need to place ourselves in tune with God's Spirit. We need to, each day, in, in, in some time in that, in that period of day, we need to tune our heart and our mind to God. Most of you know, the Lord has now allowed me to have a motorcycle. And I love it. I love everything about it. I enjoy it. I didn't ride at all yesterday, and, and I, I woke up this morning thinking, I didn't ride. I didn't get my vroom vroom fix. You, you know, and I love it. When I hit a thousand miles on the motorcycle, I had to take it into the garage to, to have it serviced. Now, I couldn't tell greatly until I got the bike back how different it sounded and acted before it went in to be tuned. It got out of whack. The clutch was loose. The the, the motor sounded a little bit tingy before I took it in, but I got used to it. It didn't sound like it needed to be put into tune. But when I picked it up from the garage, the clutch was, you know, it was, it was working better. But when I started up the bike, it went vroom, just like that. And I could hear a difference. And I put the clutch down and I let out the, or uh, I put it into gear. I let out the clutch a little bit and I gave it some, gave it some throttle and it went vroom. It just bit and went off. And I thought, whoa, different. You know what it was? It needed to be placed in 
tune. Some of us, we get out of tune with God. We, we, we get kind of out of kilter with, with the Holy Spirit and the, His presence in us. And you know what the saddest thing about that is? We get like that and we get used to it and we really don't see it until it gets really, really bad. Until we get really, really, really far away from the Lord. But you know what? Someone like a mechanic, someone who's really in tune with the things of that motorbike, all he had to do was turn it on and he could hear that it was not proper. And he repaired it. That's why we need the Scripture in our life. And that's why we need to walk with the Holy Spirit. That's why every day, whether it's the morning or the afternoon or the evening, whether it's on the tube or the bus or the train, whether it's at lunchtime, at work, or at three in the morning when you can't sleep, there has to be a time in our life when we purposefully place ourselves in the position with God so that He can bring us back in tune again. Because if we're not in tune, we're going to not say the right things. We're not going to do the right things. Do you understand? The Bible says that all the Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And all Scripture, therefore, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why do we need it? So that the man of God may be perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We need time to be, by the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit of the Lord, to be brought back in tune in our life. And, I, and I'll tell you this. When I see people whose tongues are out of control, what I actually see is a life that's out of control. Now, we all can have moments of, of saying the wrong thing, right? I'm not talking about, you know, we sin, we mess up, we say the wrong thing, we confess it, we go to that person, tell them we're sorry, we move on. But there with individuals who have a habit, a, a, um, a pattern of life where their tongue is out of control, what it's really saying is their heart is out of control and sync of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they're not saved or maybe they're just not in tune with, the God, with God, His Word, and the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Right? So the three things we've covered so far today because we know the tongue is an unruly thing we know the tongue what we say cannot be tamed by ourselves you can't say i'm going to try really hard to bite my tongue and not say the wrong thing okay fine but you're not going to be able to stop it because that little thing will control you you won't control it unless you're actually controlled by the spirit of the lord and you're under his word so we need to rely on god's strength we need to dedicate our heart and tongue to the Lord each day, just like we ask the Lord to search our heart if there's any sin in us. And number three, listen, I know it always goes back to this. Pray, read, commune. Okay? That is the foundation of a Christian life. And so number three is we need to put our heart in tune with God's Spirit by daily spending time in His Word and allowing the Spirit of God to control us internally. Okay? 
Because like my bike, if I don't put any fuel in it, I can sit on it, I can hit the throttle, I can do the clutch in the gears, and I can sit there and go vroom, vroom, vroom all day long, and it won't move. It needs to have something internal to power it. That's why we need to walk with the Lord. Amen? I hope that helps you. And next week we'll carry on with the tongue. Father, bless us as we looked at your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the, for the things that you give us so that we can study. But Lord, my prayer for me and our people today is this. That our tongue, our, our whole life really, would be under your control and influence so that we can say and speak forth the things that are pleasing to you. Because Lord, what it is, is our tongue will show what's actually inside our heart. You know, and if our tongue is, is consistently out of control, that probably means we have a heart that's out of control, out of sync with you. And Lord, I pray, I pray that you would open people's eyes to show us all that our tongue is such an important aspect of our life. And Lord, so help us to be yielded to You. Help Your church to be yielded to You. Lord, help us to really fight hard to seek Your face and to walk with You and to live by Your power. In Jesus' name, Amen.